Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. have the opportunity to meet. My name is Mark, Pastor Mark Jordan. I am the, well, the, the pastor here at Hope Church. I was about to try to come up with something witty to say, but I'm not sure that it's appropriate for wittiness today. But anyway, uh, I sure am glad to see you here. I want to just offer a quick shout out really quickly to those on our Connect team and staff who worked so hard to put on a great Hope and Hot Rods event yesterday. Uh, fantastic, fantastic event. And one of the things I want to say, just to kind of it's kind of hard to say brag on the church, but brag on the church. We had a number of families here yesterday that had been here throughout other events and talked about how great they experienced hospitality here at Hope Church and even asking, uh, when is the next big event going to be? And I was like, well, tomorrow morning, actually. So I'd love for you to come and be a part of it. So <laughs> if you're here today, thank you. But um, that's, a, that's a really powerful thing, and I'm really grateful for the hard work and the love and the energy that goes into putting together such a uh, a big event so thank you thank you thank you today is all saints day which in the life of the church is the sunday when we commemorate and remember those who have passed on from this world into the eternal world <laughs> that wasn't expected but i will not be distracted so uh, that's what I thought it was. I, I some, you know, some people have such unique ringtones. I can, I kind of pick up what they were. Anyway, it was a great one. Um, <laughs> there was one time. Uh, I'll say this real quickly. While I get my bearings back, uh, I was going a little long in a service, and uh, someone had uh, a rooster crow alarm at noon, and it went off at noon. And, it, and I was like, "Is that my? Is that my cue to be quiet?" And the person said, "Yes." I was like, "Okay, well, good." <laughs> So anyway, I'm not going to waste any more time on this nonsense, but anyway. Um, but again, going back to All Saints, All Saints is the time when we remember those who finished their Jesus journey. Now, All Saints is connected with All Hallows' Eve, or what we know as Halloween, uh, which All Saints Day comes on the 1st of November. And so what we do in the church calendar, the life of the church, is we set aside that first Sunday of November as an All Saints Day. Uh, even though All Saints Day was this past Tuesday, Today is the day when we remember all of the saints. Now, from, uh, from the time when Jesus conquered the grave into where we are today, the core tenet of our Christian faith is that death is not the end, right? And death brings up so much grief and anger and angst. Moments like these, particularly for those who've lost a loved one in this past year, some very, very fresh, these are reminders for us, even though it may well up and dredge up some feelings that we don't necessarily want to confront, but we need to confront them because of our Christian faith that tells us in our liturgies and our litanies that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. So much of what we're going to be doing over the next two months here in the life of our church is to point to how Jesus came, Jesus saves, saves, and Jesus promised to come again. 
And so we don't talk about just how Jesus died. We talk about how Jesus lives. And because of that, those who place their hope and their faith in God will live as well. The Apostle Paul wrote that to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. And we may at times grieve our loved one's absences in the body. But may we celebrate their presence with the Lord and know that thanks to who Jesus is and what he accomplished for you and for me, that these are days when we are able to come even in the midst of our brokenness and lay ourselves at the foot of the cross in the celebration of life and life eternal. So All Saints Day, if you happen to be using your follow-along notes, whether on the Hope Church Plus app or the insert in your info guide, you'll see that All Saints Day is when we remember those who finished their Jesus journey and are with God in heaven. And so now what I want to do is over the last several weeks, we have been collecting names in the church, through the church office, for those who have gone on uh, to be with God. These are not all church members. Some churches only do church members. Uh, I personally am of the opinion and belief that we recognize any name that has been someone of importance uh, for us in our own Jesus journey. And so on the screen, you will see the names. We have 20 this year. You'll see the names of those that were submitted to the church office, and we're going to light a candle in every single one of their memories. As we light these candles, we call their names. May our hearts beat out a prayer to God for comfort in those who are grieving, hope for those who may feel lost, but assurance in knowing that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. And when we have our faith in Jesus, we ourselves stand on that promise. Amen? So join with me if you will. Yes, that's all right. Praise God for that. The reading of the names of the saints for Hope Church in 2022. Charles Adams. Denise Semeni. Retha Shiver Clark. Joe Davenport, Vince Dooley, Larry Earl, Charles Daniel, Paul Ewing, Doug Samuel Green, Ann Horn, Nora Lyons, Elizabeth McKean, Eleanor Sauls Powell, Jean Richards, Jean Rose, Roland Stokes, Carolyn Seitler, Dr. James Wilhoyt, Joanne Williams. And we light one more candle representative of those who are with Jesus 
whose names are not recorded. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not understand it. And so may the light of hope and faith shine in our lives as well. Are there any names that you would like to add to the reading this morning? Whether someone who has passed away in the last year or someone who's passed away days or decades ago. Are there any names that you would like to lift up to the Lord and to the body of Christ this morning? Just share them. Charles David Vargas. She was on the list, but yes, Emmanuel's mom, Elizabeth McGee. Mia Jordan, Charles Jordan. Sam Thompson. Any others? Let's have a prayer together. Almighty God, we thank you for today and for these saints. Who are celebrating this day with you in eternity. And so almighty God, through our joy, through our sorrow, through our celebration, through our grief, we know that you are with us in all ways, in all times, and in all things. So may we, as we gather here this morning, embrace that celebration. And think about how you are continuously calling and urging us forward to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for him and you and your spirit that we all may be counted among the saints in glory and experience in the hope of eternity that our souls yearn to embrace. I ask this in the holy, helping, healing name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Very special and holy moment. However, the saints, as it is taught throughout the scripture, does not only pertain to those who have finished their Jesus journey. In fact, the New Testament speaks specifically about how all of those who have given themselves to Jesus and have allowed themselves to be claimed by Jesus are set apart for a holy life. And as a result, we are called... To be saints. If you have given your life to Jesus and are asking Jesus to help mold and shape your life and to deploy you where you need to go by the power of the Spirit, then my friends, you are numbered among the saints. You need not wait until we experience that uh, great cloud of witnesses, the book of Hebrews puts it. You can experience the blessedness of being a saint in the name of Jesus right here and right now. And I know at times that may seem somewhat troubling because if we look at some saint like maybe mother Teresa as the standard by which we live many of us might just fall a little short of mother Teresa maybe right I don't want to be hyperbolic but I know I certainly fall short of mother Teresa but I look at her as a great model but the thing that strikes me about mother Teresa's own life and example of faith living as a saint is did you know that she struggled with her faith that, my friends, is one of the things that, 
as it came out through some of the interviews after she passed away a number of years ago that was revealed that brought me so much hope was that Mother Teresa looked at the brokenness and the hurt and the world and the poverty and the violence and everything that breaks our hearts. She looked at it and she even struggled and wondered, where is a good God in all of this? If Mother Teresa had those questions and those doubts, my friends, it is appropriate for you and me to have them as well. So much of our faith life deals with struggle. Struggle. When Jacob, who had his name changed to Israel and became the patriarchal figure of God's chosen people, before he went and had to face a moment of reconciliation with his brother with whom he was estranged, what is it that he had to do? He had to wrestle, right? He had to wrestle, and he wrestled all night long with the messenger of God and as it looked like that Jacob was not going to be able to be bested, the messenger of God reached out and touched Jacob's hip, wrenching it. He had to walk with a limp the rest of his life. That is indicative of the struggle that we are invited into in our faith. So frequently we want to think faith keeps us from having to experience struggle, right? And then we start experiencing struggle, whether it's in grief, or it's in finance, it's in the economy, it's in politics, wherever it is we might find our struggle, we begin to wonder where is a good and loving God in the midst of all of this. And the reality is, is that God is wrestling with us, right? Even in those times when we have to walk with a limp. Is there anyone in here this morning who is walking with a limp because of struggles in the world? I know I am. And this is the hope that we get, that our faith life is an active faith life. If we are called to be set apart as saints, then we are invited into a struggle with God. And that struggle ultimately boils down to the fact that we want to be sovereign ourselves. We want to have all the answers. We want to have all the strength. We want to have all the power, all the significance. We ourselves want to be gods or like gods, which again gets back to the original temptation in the garden. We can be like gods. This is why it's so relevant for us. And so we are gathered here together today as the saints in God's church, struggling to make sense of the senseless and that which we will not be able to understand until Jesus comes and brings us home and we are all feasting together at this heavenly banquet, which is why we have Holy Communion here together today. So let's look at our Bible message, Bible passage message that comes from uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verses 12 and 13. And this is what John the Revelator says, where he wrote, Meanwhile, the saints stand, and pay attention to the verbs and the phrasing here. The saints stand passionately patient, keeping God's commands, staying faithful to Jesus. And then I heard a voice out of heaven write this, Blessed are those who die in the master from now on. How blessed to die that way. Yes, says the Spirit, and blessed rest from their hard, hard work. None of what they've done is wasted. God blesses them all for it, all in the end. This is God's word for God's people. Let's give thanks to God, amen? Because what we see here is exactly what the Scripture is telling us, how we are to live in the midst of the struggle as saints while we are wondering and wondering and sometimes worrying what it means to live a life with and for God, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's hard, even when it hurts. 
the advice that we get from John in the Revelation is to remain passionately patient, to stay in love with God. Wow. Remain passionately patient. Those are active verbs, right? Don't be passive in your patience. Say, no, um, say la vie. It's remain active and engaged in who God is and what God is doing. And then stay in love with God. Now, in our culture that seems to act as though love is just something that passively happens to us. I fell in love. The heart wants what the heart wants, right? We, ha- we have a hard time remembering that sometimes, all the time, love is a choice. That when we're struggling with God, the advice is to stay in love with God. Recognizes the New Testament repeatedly reveals to us is that our suffering, our struggling is also with a purpose, which is to help mold and shape us into the image of Jesus. And God came in the person of Jesus not to ignore suffering, but to dive right into it. Jesus himself suffered so that through our own suffering, we are being molded and shaped into who God wants every single one of us to be. That can sometimes be a struggling thing for us to realize, but the reality is the same. God wants to use the struggle in our lives to help us be more like Jesus. And so if we are remaining passionately patient and choosing to stay in love with God, then the next choice that we must make is to keep God's commands. What is God's command? Do you remember very briefly, very quickly what Jesus said his command was? It's to love. To love. That's right. It was to love. What we see about loving is that we love with all and we share with all how we've experienced God at work. So we make the choice to stay in love with God, and then we make a choice to live and to serve God's people based on the law that Jesus gave us, the law to love. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love. The way that you love other people will let them know to whom you belong. And Jesus was speaking about himself. And so once we go out making that commitment to love God and then to love and serve other people as we love and serve God as well, we will begin to find the blessings, right? We'll find the blessings of God's love in our lives. And this this is where we come to realize that death is just a transition from this life to the next. I was reading something this past week. I think it was in a Max Licato book. And uh, he was talking about how he bristles when some people, and I've been guilty of this, say, Someone passed away. He said, you don't pass away, you pass on. I said, ooh, I like that. And so I'm trying to relearn my own little nomenclature here. We don't pass away, we pass on. Because God created every single one of us to live eternally. As I will joke from time to time, either in heaven or someone a little further south. And a whole lot hotter. Right? We're intended to live forever. And so we can find the blessing that even in the struggle that we experience in times like this. The promise ultimately is about our transition to life and life everlasting. We can find the blessings when we know that we are not called to live for self. Finding that blessing also requires us through our service to recognize that we are incapable ourselves to live completely under our own power. Have you found that to be true? Let me ask you, have you ever gotten tired? Or for those of you like me who were brought up in the South, if you need me to translate, have you gotten tired? Right? I mean, tired, tired. The kind of tired that... A nap or a vacation will not fix, right? The type of tired that a nap or a vacation will not fix. We have another fancy word for that or phrase for that. It's called burnout. Have you ever gone through burnout? 
That's one of the reasons. One of the reasons is, is that we don't live with the margin that God created and intended and commanded for us to live into. We need that margin of rest. And this is why it's such a beautiful thing when you go and you look across the scriptures in the Old Testament and the New Testament that we come to realize that rest isn't just a commandment or an instruction. It is also an invitation. In the 23rd Psalm, David writes about how God longs to lead us in those ways of everlasting and to help us to recover rest for our souls. And in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, we see Jesus himself offer that invitation. All of you are burned out, worn out. Come along with me. Let me show you how to recover those rhythms of grace and find what? Rest for the soul. We need to accept that invitation to rest and not just see it as a commandment, something that weighs us down or is a burden, but something that is an invitation to help bring us the life that we need to live for God and for God's people. We need to experience that rest. And whether we are working or whether we're resting, whether we're awake or asleep, on top of the world or somewhere way down in the valley below, the promise that I want you to realize is that nothing you do for God is wasted. God keeps track and will bless you accordingly. This is one of those things that can be a challenge for us to hear and to read and to experience sometimes, to think that God blesses us in accordance with our obedience. But friends, that's just the way that it is, isn't it? It's not that hard to understand, but sometimes, particularly when we are lost in the struggle and we're worried about the work, we lose sight of the fact that nothing that we ever do for God is wasted. Now, one of the areas where this becomes so challenging and so difficult is when we live into our call and our goal to be seed sowers, right? To be seed sowers. We are called to go out into the world and to reflect the image of God to creation and be like those seeds that are planted in the lives of people. But what is it that is so true and sometimes troubling about planting or sowing seeds it's that we don't always see the result we don't always experience the harvest we don't always see those seeds grow into the fullness of life have you ever been troubled in that time of waiting or in that time when you see God calling you specifically to do something for him and for his people and then you look back and you aren't able to fully experience the blessing and the result of the struggle? This is what it's talking about. Is when you are planting those seeds, when you're doing even just those little things for God, to know that they are not wasted. But here is something else that I want to make sure that we come away with this morning before we move to the next part of our survey. Is that when you plant a seed, what is the return, so to speak? If you plant a tomato seed, do you get a tomato? Well, yes, you can't plant a tomato seed and expect to get a pineapple. But do you plant a tomato seed and expect to get in return one tomato? No. Do you plant one green bean seed and expect to get an orange? No. So when you plant a green bean seed, do you expect to get a green bean? But do you just expect to get one green bean? 
No, what do you expect when you plant something? A harvest, right? A crop. You plant a seed and you expect a full return on that. And this is the life and the promise of hope and faith that God wants to speak into our lives, into our church, into our nation, into our world today. That when you plant a seed of light and of hope, God is going to multiply that and exponentially increase it. So do not be stingy with your seeds. Do not be stingy, stingy with your sowing. Because when you sow one, countless results are brought forth. And you may not see what they are in time, but God promises you they are there. So my friends, if you feel you're called to be set apart today to be part of that hope and light in the world, know that there are times that will come with suffering. Our 21 lit candles over there is evidence of suffering that many of us in this room have experienced, the names that we shared likewise. But when we go, we earnestly and yearningly plant those seeds of hope and of faith. God doesn't just give us a one-to-one -one return on that. God's in the multiplying business. He's in the exponent, exponent business. He wants to exponentially bring those blessings and that hope in and around us. Even in those times when we might not be able to see it or sense it. What this is all about, ultimately, with all the struggles and the problems that we see in the world, this message that we get from Revelation is about teaching us that when we connect and unite with God, we pray that we not be divided. We seek that unity, we seek that hope, we seek that service, and to put it into action, we seek to stay connected to Christ. So if you were here this morning and seeking to experience a connection with Christ, I want you to hope and believe that you are in the right place. If you're struggling, all the better. Jesus wants you to lay your struggles at his feet and remind you that he himself was not immune to them, but in giving his life for us, he showed us that we can face them unafraid and offer our lives as living sacrifices to help the world know that God is real and he loves us and has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And so this is why on this All Saints Sunday, we come to the table to celebrate Holy Communion, the Eucharist, the great Thanksgiving, the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper. However it is we know it, this is why we are called and invited here. If you're worshiping with us online at home or wherever you may be, I encourage you to grab your bread and your juice or a reasonable replacement. Somebody asked me yesterday if we could use barbecue sauce and hamburger buns, and I said, well, you know, that was actually me. Anyways, if that's what you got, right? If that's what you got, use it. Use it because this is about helping us to see and embrace the reality of God's presence and power with us in our lives as saints even when we struggle. So we remember that on the night in which the Lord Jesus was betrayed, he lifted a loaf of bread, and then he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and in passing it to them, he said, take and eat from this, all of you, for this is my body given for you. Take and eat and remember. 
And when that supper was over, the Lord Jesus lifted the cup and he gave it thanks to God. He blessed it and passed it to his disciples. He said, take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant, which means God's promise of salvation now comes to you through the forgiveness of sins, not the things that you do, simply allowing and acknowledging what God has done for you to come into your life, to make you a saint and to change you from now and forever. So though we may be many, we, when we come together, we eat from the one loaf and we drink from the one cup. We proclaim the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus until he comes again. Will you join me in prayer, please? Living and loving God, we give you thanks for this day, a holy day, a day of joy, but also a day that reminds us that we are not absolved from grief and troubles in this world. But Lord God, even through the cloudiness that may come in our eyes through our tears, we give you thanks that as your scripture has told us, you are the one that has overcome the trouble-causing world. So I pray for that power to be within us this morning, whatever struggle it is that we face. I pray that your power, your peace, your presence may fill our lives, may fill this room, and fill to overflowing as we leave this place and go back out into the world in short order to help sow those seeds and share the hope of light that you bring in our lives. Lord God, forgive us for those times and we take those seeds, we hold them for ourselves, or we take that light and we contain it just for ourselves and we don't allow it to radiate or to serve and to exponentially grow for others. Forgive us for that. And help us as we receive you to commit our lives to live as saints set apart in the here and now to be part of your rescue mission to change and to save the world. So I pray, Almighty God, that you pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us who are gathered here and on this gift of the loaf and the cup, that they may be for us the body of Christ, that we, the church, may be your body at work and in service and administer to this world by your blood. And again, make us one with you and one with each other as we seek to serve you in ministry and in victory, struggling though we may, so that our lives may reflect your hope in this world, for we need it so desperately. I pray these things in the name of your Son and our Savior Jesus, who taught us to pray the words that we know as the Lord's Prayer on the screen for us this morning. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will you stand and join me for prayer? And we'll turn it over to our band after another moment of instruction. Pray with me, please. Almighty God, we thank you for this holy mystery which you've given yourself for us. Grant that as we prepare to go back out into the world that we may do so filled and transformed by your Holy Spirit committing our lives to sow those seeds of hope and love and expecting a multiplication of an exponential return thanks to your faithfulness. And where there is darkness, may we reflect your light and continue to reveal to the world that you are indeed the light of the world and that we are your children and when we accept your son Jesus, we are made the sons and daughters of God. I thank you for Lord Jesus today, for his sacrifice and his example for how we are called to live as well, as salt and light in a world so desperately in need of it. Amen and amen.
Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.